Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, and I'm with my fabulous co-host. Hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. I cannot believe we are on episode 30. This is I know, like, dirty 30. Dirty 30. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we just wanted to kind of share some of um, what to look for when you are looking for a good online coach. Um, I, I guess I was a little surprised, um, this past weekend at the Arnold. Um, and I don't know if I shared this with you, Chris, but, um, several competitors and first time competitors, um, on top of that, um, I heard them express and they weren't, they didn't know who I was. I was just in the bathroom and, um, I heard them saying that their coach forgot to send them a peak week regimen. And I about, I about died when I was coming out of the stall when I heard that. And it made me really sad um, that that kind of stuff is, is going on. And so I just wanted to kind of share some things to look for um, so that it, you know, you're ensured that it's the right fit um, and kind of, the steps to go about finding someone that's right for you when you're looking for an online coach. And so, um, I wanted to start, I know that you, um, you wanted to kind of share a little about, um, the client, um, and coaching client relationship a little bit as well. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Um, we're going to kind of talk about Chris's evolution as a, from a client to coach and how, what that looked like. And then just kind of give you some tips and, um, ideas on what to make sure that when you're, are looking to hire somebody that, um, you kind of look for these key items. So do you want to start or do you want me to start with the tips? Oh girl, let me just be honest with everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I started off as a client of Amy's. And I think it's also important to let the listeners know that we are both um, coaches, but we are also both clients. Um, We both utilize a coach for our prep. We don't like coach ourselves. So we both have good um, perspective on both ends of the spectrum. But I can say like before I was ever a coach and I was only an athlete, Um, I definitely was a little bit of like a secret, like made my own decisions in my prep or withheld information from my coach because, um, I, I think that I was like super sensitive about my body. And so I liked to make situ like, I like to make decisions outside of sometimes what Amy would recommend because I felt like, well, I need this food or um, I really want to eat this and I'll just like do extra cardio like I know that's a big one that people will say like well I overate but I also want to let you know I did extra cardio to make up for it Um, so like there were plenty of instances where I would swap out foods that I thought were equivalent like certain fats that were in my diet I really miss peanut butter so I would put peanut butter back in my food plan and my weight would be stalled and I would have all this inflammation and 
my poor coach is like, I don't understand, like trying to figure out what's going on with my diet. And lo and behold, like a couple weeks later, I'm like, oh yeah, I've been eating peanut butter, which is highly inflammatory for my physique. And it's just like, I mean, I can be honest and say like, I've done a lot of the like self-help, thinking on my own, trying to make decisions that I thought were best, but not having the education of knowing like those little tweaks and those little things are really important throughout your prep. And that's why you pay someone to have that outside perspective and to be able to analyze those, those aspects for you. Plus she had tons of experience over like me as a first time competitor. Um, So like knowing your body is one thing, but also knowing your body through a prep is completely different. So, yeah, I just want to, like, let people know that I was, I didn't go from, like, the perfect client and then become pro and then become a coach. Like, I stumbled along the way. And I even, when I saw Karina this past weekend at the Arnold, we both were saying, like, man, it is so different when you go from being a client to being on the other end, being a coach. Like, the realizations that um, you just see, like, everything from a whole different angle. So, yeah, Amy, that was my confession to <laughs> the people. Yeah, I knew about the peanut things. butter, but yes. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you don't even do things, um, like, on purpose, so to speak. Um, you know, sometimes you just need the outside eye to catch some things. Like, I'll give you an example. Just in my prep for the Arnold, I miscalculated on my quinoa flakes. I had never used those before, and I was eating double the amount that I was supposed to and my weight was like going up and I was thinking I'm like (laughs) what have I implemented that's different and you know it's just a matter of sometimes you have to just like brainstorm through or have like an outside opinion I mean I'm perfectly and we both are we're both perfectly capable of coaching ourselves like we have the knowledge we have the experience but um first of all it's just it's kind of like the overload principle. You know, if you don't overreach in your training, you're you're not going to see those those gains and sometimes we as human beings just want to be at that homeostasis level and we don't yeah. even notice that we're doing it. And um So true. You're you're not always going to, you know, there's times when I look at my cardio or um or my food plan and I'm thinking like I would never probably do this to myself, but I know that I trust, you know, the guidance that has been given. And sometimes you just, you have to be pushed into the uncomfortable and then it can right. go both ways. Um, I have a tendency and my coach always jokes about this with me. She's like, um, you know, you would actually be a little too strict on yourself and you would give yourself too much cardio and too low of calories, which is totally <laughs> true as well. So it's both sides of the coin, but I just think that we need that feedback um, and we need that outside right. eye looking at our bodies and quite frankly we just need accountability because it becomes you know it starts to slowly slip as um you know those those things aren't getting checked on and we don't have to check in with that person um so that's so true speaking of check-ins um do you want to talk about what um what are some good things to do um when it comes to being on the client end, some good practices that we can uphold? Yeah, of course. So check-ins are 
super important for a coach because it's giving you the window or it's giving them the window into so many different aspects of what's happening um, because a lot of times, like especially if you're an online coach, you don't get to see your client every day um, or even like in person. So having the check-ins definitely is like number one, like a good accountability. I know for me, like as soon as I like start slipping, that's the one thing that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do my check-in. But really, you should do it anyways. It does keep you accountable. It keeps you on track. And um, uh, good things to implement when you are doing it. For us at Glam Girl, we have our clients send in an email um, with measurements, weight, their photos, and then um, anything that's been going on through the week. Like, that's your chance to let your coach know, like, hey, I've been struggling with digestion or noticing some bloating or my energy's been kind of down, like anything that's happening, that's your chance to kind of like sit down, think for a second what's been happening and be, and be in tune with your body that week and let your coach know because a lot of things go hand in hand and it's important to get that feedback. Um, and I even have clients that do a really good job, like Adrienne takes notes throughout the week and she'll like mark down what's been going on with her each day. She keeps it like a little like journal right by her desk at work. And so if something comes up or she has a question, she writes it down. And that is like so helpful because we can pinpoint like the timeline of when things are happening. We can troubleshoot that way. And then her questions are like nicely bulleted, bullet pointed in an email so that I can address them succinctly. So that information is really good. I, um, I always appreciate when people take that extra time to add in that detail. Yes. Um, and can, the photos are, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, can I talk on the other side of the coin for that for just a minute? Yeah. So I think those are great practices as a client. Um, and then, you know, if they have exercise questions and they number them, it's so easy to put like a video or um, a description. But I feel like if you're shopping for an online coach, you should also look for somebody that does um, – either a conference call with you, they do video yeah. Skyping, or they meet face-to-face. -face. I feel like, yes, you can get a lot addressed in an email, um, kind of like those logistical things, but when you're able to hear that client's heart, I know as a coach, that's been extremely pivotal for me. Um, I have always tried my best if somebody is local to do like a one-on-one -on -one body fat um, and physically see them and do their check-in face-to-face with posing. Um, if they are an online client, then I like to do the video conferencing with posing. But we always talk about their programming in the beginning and a lot comes out. Um, and then like third best choice would be phone call, which I try to do as well. Um, but just hearing their heart and then a lot more comes out. A lot of things can get misinterpreted in text and emails. Um, I like to utilize the text for emergencies only and just to keep myself organized with my clients and my responses to them. And so I have a running record. You know, I communicate that with email. But but then just hearing their voice and sometimes like I know as an athlete, if I hear my coach's voice or if I'm posing, it's just it's better. Um, it's a better form of communication. Um, so true. Eyeball to eyeball. And 
Um, and then I find that I can investigate a little bit deeper um, and really come to the the root cause of maybe why they've hit like a, a sticking yeah. point or something like that. So, um, yeah, you get those, you can tell like sometimes by the tone or the way that people say things, um, that gives you like a good insight outside of like just factual, like you said, in an email. And I can agree. Like I always feel super encouraged when I hear the excitement in your voice, when I talk to you, like, wow, your check-ins were great. It just doesn't translate as well over email. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. Good old conversation (laughs) is the way to go. Yeah, old school. That's me. Um, <laughs> I'm an old girl in the master's class. That's okay. The classics. That's the classics. Okay. Some other things to look for when it comes to um, shopping for an online coach um, that I think that are really important is um, that the programming is not cookie cutter. So you are not getting the same plan as 50 other girls. Trust me, I... I have been on a team where, <laughs> um, and I'm not going to name names, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but I have been to on a team that I went to the camp, and this was years ago, so it's not my current coaching now, but um, <laughs> I went to a camp and I I was sitting down and eating, and we all had were eating the same meal, and I was sitting next to a girl that was probably five foot, probably 90 pounds, and she was eating the same meal plan that I was, and I'm the tall class, you know, and so... I hate to see that. Um, I I strongly believe that everyone is unique, um, and so you need to find your unicorn prep. And, um, you know, that person's going to evolve over time. Maybe high carb is working for them today, but maybe some other time, you know, they're, they're insulin resistant, so they need higher fat. But whatever the case may be, they really need something that's unique to them and their programming as well um, with their training styles um, different body types so that they're achieving that look that they need to have on stage so um, I mean I I would never pigeonhole myself and say I'm a keto coach or I'm you know whatever I'm one way isn't the right way and everybody needs has different needs and yeah um, if that coach isn't really taking that into account, along with your family life, your social life, your career, and thinking about all aspects of um, your life, I feel like that is something that's truly important to look for in a coach, that they are looking at, A, number one, your your health as the number one priority, and that knowing that the stage isn't going anywhere, but that... Right. Um, that they are looking out for you and the longevity. Um, but at the same time, bringing in a competitive package um, and making sure that they know what they're doing, that they have experience, they have the knowledge. Um, I think that there are great coaches out there that have lots of experience and maybe not as much educational background because they've been self-taught. Um, I think that there's a lot of coaches out there that are really great that have really ex- you know, extensive formal training and um, education background um, and experience. But you want to make sure that whatever it is that they do, it fits in line with what you're wanting as a client and that those are, you know, 
that they're meshing and that they're a good fit. Do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, I would agree. I think you guys, um, like you and the coach need to talk about what your goal is. Like, and I think it's important to know like why you're wanting to enter into a prep and why you're wanting to get on stage. Like, are you wanting to try this out or is it, do you have a specific goal? Because if you guys are on the same page with the same like mindset, they'll be able to help drive that vehicle towards that goal together. So, um, and I, and also to like kind of relay off of what you were saying, Amy, too, of like everybody's unique and needs a different um, like program to follow. I would say every time that I've done a show, my program has been different. Like there was no like, let's troubleshoot and find what works good for you. And then we can just duplicate this every time you go on stage. Like there's so many variables within like your biology that changes that like every time I was about to get on stage, my meal plan was different. My workouts were different. Like it was modified for not only me, but me in every like instance of those seasons. So um, just, it goes to so show just how much like variability you need. Yeah. And I think, um, and this is a little bit off topic, but I think another good tip in looking for a coach is that they get back to you in a timely manner. Um, I personally, I have the rule of I need to respond to a client's email within 24 um, to 48 hours unless, I mean, mostly it's 24 hours. 48 hours is kind of, um, you know, maybe there's like it was a holiday or like a weekend or something <laughs> like that. But um, so I I feel like getting back to them right away is important. Um, and then just making sure that you're asking the right questions. Um, I always say that you should be more interested in them. Um, and that whole conversation should be all about inquiring and investigating and just kind of diving deeper and trying to find root causes of things. Um, would you agree on some of that? Yeah, I think a good coach asks really good questions and that I can say just honestly starting off with coaching is something that I had to learn. Like I pretty much would just collect the information that was freely given to me and then move forward from there. But be, like working closer with Amy as a mentor, which I think if you're um, newer in the coaching realm, it's always good to have someone to kind of like bounce ideas off of and, and has as a mentor in your, like in your arsenal. Um I'm able to like pull from her experience and ask her questions. And that's one big thing is she taught me that there's a lot of like questions to be asked to a client that they might not even think about. Um, and so like, that's part of my job as a coach is to make sure that I am like making that client think in these different avenues of their life or their prep so that I can get information from them that way. Um, so yeah, I think like that's been like a really big thing. It's and it's something you have to learn with experience too. And they like, know what to ask. And I mean, they know their body the best, you know. Um, and you have all these resources, and so that's why it's important to ask the good questions so that you're getting to the bottom of why they're experiencing what they are. Because if they do truly feel like something's off, then it probably is. But you know, as a coach, it, a good coach will ask the right questions to get to that answer and so yeah. I I think some other things um, 
is explaining and educating. That's one of my biggest things. And that's really a big part of reason why I wanted to do this podcast too, is just to educate, um, so that the word gets out there, um, as far as why we do things, why we do the things that we do. And, you know, there should always be, I mean, there's few and far between evidence-based research items done on bodybuilding. I mean, it's just, it's not a chronic disease that needs to be, you know, treated or anything like that. So most science, you know, most, um, studies that are done are not done on bodybuilders. Um, so you have to kind of take the, the knowledge, you know, I, I take the knowledge from my undergrad, my certifications, um, the recent research that's out there. And, you know, my thoughts on things have changed and evolutionized because when I first started coaching you, I coached you in a way different way, but I understood that there's always more to learn. I mean, I feel like the more education that I get and I have like four degrees, (laughs) so (laughs) I like a million certifications. I'm obsessed with seeking knowledge, but I feel like the more that you learn, the more you realize that there is so much more to continually just feed your mind with. And so I'm always open to new ideas and I always want to make sure that I'm up on the most current um, evidence that's out there so that I'm making an educated, um, you know, recommendation based on my experience. Um, It also helps too, you know, I specialize in females and so I've been working with hundreds of female athletes and so I see these trends, you know, different body types and everybody's different, obviously. But um, I think, too, when you specialize as a bikini coach, um, it's, you know, you're getting exposed to a lot more experience with that same population that's dealing probably with some similar issues. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely think that that is a good sign of a good coach. It's like continued education. And Amy does a really good job as well as educating her coaches on staff too, just by like sending us information or sharing us like new research, sharing with us new research. So um, yeah, that like always was like a big, that was like a confidence aspect for me being a client with her is knowing that like, okay, like she's not just stuck in there. It, this plan is ABC. Like there are other, because we're so like varied as people, there needs to be like varied approaches to, to getting to goals that way. So yeah, education was really big too. Um, Yeah. And some of it's experimentation and having that open communication, like with you, just for example, um, we tried a high fat approach on you. We tried intermittent fasting (laughs) and it, it was an epic fail and I'm fully, okay with that and don't go in a different route you know some yeah. things just don't work for some people and we got to yeah. make sure that whatever we're doing is that unicorn prep for them and that they are getting the right they're getting taken care of so that they see the optimal results and feel the absolute best um but I was so glad that we tried those things even though they like didn't work for me I was so like happy knowing that I wasn't leaving things on the table that could have worked for me. If that makes sense. Like I was yeah. like, okay, like this does doesn't drive sense. with my body. 
let's set it aside. But like, you're like, I checked I it totally, off the box. I tried it. I tried yeah. the human experiment, which I've done that I too. Do I mean, that. full keto does not work for me. We heard that in the past podcast. Like, right. I felt miserable. And sometimes you just have to go through it and try yes. it out. And again, if you're having that open communication with your client and you're saying, okay, I think we should try this approach because this approach isn't working and it's a constant getting to know them um, and just having that working relationship. And again, it goes back to communication. Um, that's right. how that's how we work through these things. So make sure that coach is a good communicator. Some good indicators are is if you inquire. So, for example, if you go on the Glam Girl Bikini website, um, basically you apply and you you fill out an intake form. And we get to know you very well, and we set up a phone consultation with you. Um, and so that's kind of like an interview for you as the client shopping for a coach. And then it's also an interview for us as a coach to make sure it's the right fit for you because we're, we are totally fine, and I am, I'll be the first one to admit I am not the right fit for everybody. Um, there yeah. are some people that it just doesn't match, and that's okay. Um, but I want it to be a win-win for everybody. I want it to be something that will be beneficial and the right fit for them. Um, so I feel like that is, um, something that is a really good practice. Um, if you do inquire from a coach and they take a while to get back with you, I think that's representative of how they kind of do business. So be aware of that. If you are looking for a coach, I try to respond immediately if I have a contact request um, and try to, you know, set up that phone call as soon as I can, as soon as I get the their pictures um, and then so I can make recommendations on their show path and then also their application. Then we go ahead and, you know, set up that interview. Um, any thoughts on that? I, oh, I think that's a really good process for, like, getting started too. Like, if you're going to invest the money, like, knowing that someone wants to – like get to know you first before they get your cash and kind of like um, assess your show path. I think that's, that's a really nice freebie. I, I mean, that would be essential, I think, in shopping for a coach as well. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to just take your money. I'm not going to take the money from anyone. I, I want this to be something that is a good fit for everybody and that it's going to have everybody you know, finding success there. Um, some other Agreed. things, and you can probably talk on this more <laughs> than I can. Um, I, because I feel like you always say that I'm like stern yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you can share with the listeners that, I mean, because at the end of the day, you want results, right? I mean, you want yeah. a coach that cares, which I think I can speak for all of us that we, you and I and Karina, we care so much. Um, about our clients but and that's super important having that relationship but right. also I mean you're paying this coach for a reason you want results and especially yeah. if you're going into a competition you most likely want to do well because <laughs> um, it's yeah. a big investment to not so um, can you speak on that from your perspective I, I mean I I guess I can be like a little like tough, but not, 
I try to be sweet. <laughs> same you're time, totally, I don't know. No, you are good. You have it down. You're the mama, and you're like, <laughs> you're totally good at being like the the nurturing and the caring, but also laying down the discipline. And like, I think that's so important as uh, like a client wanting that in a coach, like. And you, it's not that the coach has to be like mean or they should yell at you or make you no. feel awful about yourself, oh, gosh, but it's no. that they can communicate with you in a way that like kind of like maybe puts you back in line or, and that's why I think the education and the explaining is a really big part too, is you can be stern and letting them know like, this is why we are taking this approach and this is why it would benefit you um, rather than just. I mean, I'm a total like people pleaser. I love people. I want everyone to be happy. And like, that's sometimes where like I can struggle as a coach in that, like, I just want everyone to be okay. I want everyone to feel fabulous, but sometimes you need to like give them the hard facts. And so it's a, it's definitely like, it's a tough, it's like a fine line. And like, especially when you're dealing with different personalities, but yeah, a coach should be able to like show you that they care and they're investing in you and they care about you as a person, but they should also be able and capable to like speak truth to you and like not have to sugarcoat it if if it's not appropriate. Yeah, um, I think the and truth say things part, in a loving way. Yeah, the truth part I think is really big and something that I try to do from the get go is right in the beginning I have a very realistic conversation with that person. And I feel like by setting the expectation and reverse engineering the goal and putting together a realistic time time frame and talking yeah. about that up front and what it's going to take, I am totally an open book when it comes to that and, you know, what it's going to take. Because I know as a judge, I have seen so many, every single height class, like I could tell you off the top of my head, like what that person weighs even though that doesn't really matter but that's the way my brain works like I know what it's going to take to get in that top five I mean obviously it it depends on who shows up it always does but to be competitive enough and in the shape that you would need right. to get like nationally qualified if that was your goal or whatever it may be um but setting that expectation in the beginning and having that conversation about like what this is going to take, I think really helps not only one, it kind of gives them a direction so they know, okay, well, this is what I need to do. That is, seems like a really big stretch goal. But if I make right. enough time and I have enough dedication and I'm committed to this, then I know that I can get there. And it's kind of like write, writing down a goal almost, um, talking that initial conversation you know it's so powerful to kind of like set a time frame and a number and um you know to use that smart goal to really get to that spot so yeah I think it definitely that was a big thing I I know especially as like an un, uneducated or a first-time competitor getting started is I think a lot of people they don't realize number one how lean you have to get if you want to be a competitive athlete so like you're sometimes when they hear like a weight goal you know like we're going to shoot around this um they haven't weighed that <laughs> in like years so it's good for them to know like all right like the scale might be around this weight range and that's what I have to mentally prepare for 
Um, but also, too, I think the other thing people don't realize is how long it takes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and that's without budgeting in, like, anything that might unexpectedly come up. You know, like, we have exactly. conversations with girls and have to let them know, like, based off of, you know, like, where you're at and what would be a competitive weight, like, we're looking at, you know, like, six months or um, or longer than that, not necessarily, like, a 12-week transformation turnaround program like I knew I can say like from my experience that's what I thought 12 weeks Amy's gonna get me from like (laughs) here to like I'm gonna have a pro physique like I didn't know how long it it took to to like build muscle how long it took to get lean like I don't know there's just like a lot of unknowns in the beginning too so I think yeah you're right it's so important up front to be communicating well because if you have realistic expectations you both are setting like realistic goals and moving toward them together. Yeah. Well, I cannot believe that we've totally gone over time. Um, This has flown by. We're so chatty. This this (laughs) podcast has flown by. Um, We had a lot to say. So I just wanted to give you the heads up that, you know, you probably all know how technologically not savvy I am. So I'm going to give this a go, and it should load next Tuesday if I do all things correctly. If not, it's going to load today, which is Friday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm actually going to be out of the country on Tuesday, so um, I'm going to I'm gonna try my best with that. Um, if not, you get our podcast a little bit early. I know I promised we'd be back on a reg- regular schedule of Tuesdays, but I lied. <laughs> um, we're just keeping it interesting. Yes, yes. We're keeping you on your toes, making sure you subscribe because that's when you get notified um, when the new episodes are out. And so since iTunes algorithm doesn't like our numbers of our episodes, you got to <laughs> you gotta subscribe. Otherwise, you will not know what order we are in. You'll have to look for the details as to what number we're on. But this is episode 30. And this is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger. Please follow us on the Prep Life podcast. Um, Glam Girl Bikini coach, co-host. Where are you at in Philly? It's follow us ending. on Instagram. It would always, yeah, follow us on Instagram on Prep Life podcast. That's what she meant to say. Follow us on Instagram. What did I say? <laughs> you just know. said follow the Prep Life podcast. That's all you said. Oh, yeah, on Instagram. I got confused because I tried to throw that in there with my exit, <laughs> my extra, <laughs> my exit. She there. needs a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, guys. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and ISBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening.